Welcome to the Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things podcast. I'm back again recording podcasts after a little break post-COVID-19. And I'm doing that with the people that I have met personally here in Munich. This new podcast name came as a result of a little reflection on the people that I usually host, but also because I think we are all ordinary, yet capable of doing extraordinary things. I like the quote from Tim Ferriss, the author of The 4-Hour Work Week, that says, You don't succeed because you have no weaknesses. You succeed because you find your unique strengths and focus on developing habits around them. In other words, we are all capable of reaching our goals, being successful, helping our communities, and why not creating magic and impacting the world as a whole if we identify our gifts and improve upon them. These conversations are with people who are making, making or working on something interesting or have accomplished great things. We talk about their mission, their passion, and their purpose. And the whole idea behind these conversations is to deconstruct the habits that led them to do what they do, learn from their experience, and give you a direct and indirect insight and actionable steps to pursue your own passions and follow your purpose in this life. This week's podcast is with Claire and Victoria, the two founders of BusyNets. They are helping aspiring female entrepreneurs build their own business. Their vision is to develop a fully automated platform to empower as many fempreneurs as possible. At the moment, they are offering a semi-digital founders training with the option to book personal coaching sessions. The two founders like to follow a purpose and they believe in the freedom of entrepreneurs' life. They love to hear about innovative business ideas and to work closely with ambitious women and helping them reach their full potential. I have enjoyed our conversation. Both Claire and Victoria have great energy and are super interesting to talk to. Without further ado, here's our recording. Victoria and Claire, how are you? Hi, Dries. We're fine. Thank you. Hi. Very fine. And you? Nice. We finally made it to connect. It was, um, I think, uh, already three weeks or four weeks that we started speaking about this, Claire, right? Or a little more than yeah. that, actually. It was in August. Mm-hmm. One uh, summer day in August. Summer day in August. Right. Yes. And um, where are you call- girls calling from? Uh, currently, we're in Paris. Um because we uh, work on business quite remotely, me from Germany and uh, Victoria from uh, Paris. And we try to meet as often as possible. And um, Paris is a really good location for us as we work from Station F, which is a big incubator that we've been, that we joined in, in July. So yeah, once in a while we meet in, uh, in Paris every month and work closely together. Okay, like so, you're joining both pleasure and leisure, and uh, of being in the romantic city of Paris. Is it still the romantic city of Paris, or did it change? Last time I was in Paris was a while ago, but I guess it still have that reputation. I think um, compared to other cities, I think um, Paris definitely still has this romantic flair. Um, however, when Claire and I were together here, usually our days just fly by because we 
we try to make the maximum out of our time together and um, it's actually quite frustrating like a week just goes by in a blink and we try and cram in um, lots of like strategy meetings um, uh, meetings with um, people that we want to meet um, both of us events so I think the romantic side of Paris kind of um, gets lost when we're yeah. together mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah but it's still it's it's still great and we're really lucky to um, can split our time between Paris and Munich where um, Claire currently is located in you two live in Munich right Victoria or not not, no, not all I'm, the time I'm in Paris. I'm based in Paris. In Paris right. mm. Yeah, well, uh, I've heard this uh, quite uh, sometimes when I used to live in Bali, Indonesia. People think that because I live in Bali, Indonesia, I'm all the time sitting by the beach and drinking, sipping on coconuts and cocktails and uh, <laughs> just relaxing the whole day and there's nothing else happening. <laughs> exactly. We go to the Eiffel Tower every morning and, and drink champagne. Croissant and drink champagne. Exactly. This is what we do. <laughs> Croissant, macaron, all the rest. That's what you do in uh, Paris, right? So walk in Le Marais and that's it. <laughs> yeah, but so the rhythm is quite different, isn't it? Like you wake up in the morning, do your work and do your meetings. Uh, Hustlers, which makes exactly. total sense. Yeah. Right. Well, have no choice, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, could you please introduce a little bit what do you do at Businet? I know we will share a link with uh, the the listeners, and they will have time to read for themselves. But there are always things you you can do. I guess um, a little bit as a storyteller when you talk about your business and the way how you uh, introduce it. Um, yeah. Go ahead. So, um, yeah, so with Biznet, um, we are helping women to start their own business. And um, so far, we have a digital training that helps them turn their business idea into a pitch-perfect business case. And our vision is to really develop a completely automated platform so that we can help as many women as possible to fulfill their dream of their own business. And, um, yeah, so this is our this is our mm -hmm. business yeah this is where we're at at the moment and how did it start in the first place what's what's the story behind it like i believe there's always a little story how you came to this and perhaps there was there were other versions before like you said that the next version or the goal is to have it completely automated maybe the first version was that you were doing it casually um without like necessarily like as a consultant one of you or the two of you at the same time were there any kind of versions like that um, well, so basically, um, I had the idea um, already five years ago, um, so a long time ago, um, by um, seeing my girlfriends actually coming up with great business ideas, um, but just not um, following them through. And um, at the same time, I could see that um, there were a lot of guys in my network who were starting their own businesses without actually um, thinking too much about it. and. So in my own network, I could um, really witness this um, discrepancy between um, female and male founders. And um, I kind of got more into the subject because I thought that this is so weird. Like all those great women I know who have great business ideas and they all say, that, oh, yeah, but, you know, I don't have enough experience. I don't have the right skills. I don't know if I'm like made for this. And it was really frustrating to never see those great business ideas come to life and I guess the first version that I had in mind um, was to um, maybe offer a solution where those women could actually 
find like-minded other women and find like business partners to get more support and co-founders and co-founders exactly um and um i applied to the clinique face forward award in 2015 um with just this basic idea of having a platform where women could find um, female co-founders and yeah. i actually won the competition back in 2015 and i was completely overwhelmed because i did not think uh, a second that this would like lead to something when I submitted um, the proposal. Um, I just had like a, a sheet, a paper sheet with the idea on it, like no prototype, nothing to prove for just the idea. Um, but yeah, but apparently this was something that um, uh, resonated with the jury and with Clinique. And so I won 5,000 euro. Um, but I was just at the beginning of my career myself, I had just started, finished my master's degree and uh, had just started my first job. And I was just like my own first customer thinking like, oh my God, I'm not sure if I'm up for it. Uh, is this really something that I can do? And I, back in the day, I developed a first prototype with the 5,000 euros I had won from Clinique um, in order to have like a matching platform for female co-founders. But, um, but yeah, it was just like, I wasn't fully into it because I just felt like I was on my own and I just didn't really know. So I kind of um, didn't pursue it in the end and I just continued staying in my um, yeah corporate jobs and, um, and then actually things changed because I never actually forgot about this idea. I just didn't, I couldn't let it go. And I saw that there was still like lots of issues between um, like with female founders or aspiring female founders who were still struggling with the same problems and I thought that there's still not like a really tangible solution out there that can help them and so um, yeah and then actually the turning point came when Claire um, today like who has been my long-term friend um, dear dear friend um, became uh, my co-founder back in 2019 and decided to um, get on this entrepreneurial journey with me together she was also completely behind um, this idea of business of helping women realize their ideas and their dreams and um, yeah and so that's then everything changed for me with Biznet. And then we, I don't know, Claire, maybe you want to tell like what we did together um, when we um, when we decided to start working together in December, like what kind of versions we um, launched so far. Um, yeah, so uh, when we started uh, working together in uh, November, December, we, yeah, we had to build a new vision of it all because obviously we've seen that um, co-founder matching wouldn't be enough and we thought okay what else could we provide to help women really um, go through and we realized that so many women have a lack a bit of confidence so they have everything they need actually to get started but they are just blocked and think that they are not I don't know good enough old enough don't have enough capital not enough contact skills, skills and yeah. So we just thought, okay, let's tackle all these um, issues that they are facing. And um, this is, um, so we came up with the idea, okay, obviously we are not developers. So um, how can we offer a solution that helps them digitally? And we started working with Google Forms. We built a Squarespace website. We, so we did many, we tried to use as many free tools as possible or very low budget tools to um, test our idea to implement it. We also used Google Drive. We, I don't know, tried a lot of no code um, softwares like uh, Bubble and different kind of things. And it was really interesting to see um, which tool actually works, works, which doesn't. And um, 
now in the end, um, it's a bit how you said, so we have a few women that we are coaching. They get a kind of digital um, um, guide. guide, a training that they, they go through and they can type in their answers directly. And then we have weekly calls with them and help them keep on track and answer their uh, questions. We help them with the pitch. So we try to do everything that we want to offer in a digital and automated way in this mm -hmm. kind of mix, um, blended mix of um, phone calls, video calls, and um, digital version. Right, so, so you meant in the beginning, like it was more like an empowerment platform, like uh, when you started Victoria, it was um, given support, or was it what was lacking, was it rather the technical knowledge on how to start a business? for them um so with business actually what we want to do and what my vision was from the beginning on and claire joined me on that is that we want to give like a tangible solution to women so on, mm. on the one hand side it's important to get all the relevant business skills um that you need in order to launch a business and we have great we know great women with great business ideas but who um, haven't been to business school like we have and who haven't worked in corporate jobs and like marketing business strategy business development and who sometimes don't really know where to start and how to um, uh, use certain terms and it's so important when you then pitch your idea and you're in front of maybe a bunch of, in of investors or people who will challenge your idea to be really confident about um, also your numbers um, business terms etc so that's one part that we help them with and uh, on the other side, what we do is we also want to give them at the same time confidence. So we also work with um, psychological methods, which means that um, we actually work with uh, affirmation um, uh, methods, with uh, visualization strategies. Um, so it's kind of, kind of a holistic approach. So it's not just the business side. It's not just the, the psychology side. 360. But Exactly, mm. that 360 yeah. approach. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then, so and when you when you mentioned um, uh, Claire here that you looked at the digital uh, side of things, you, mm -hmm. you meant here, because you said like we were not coders, like to build a website, the website is rather for um, exposure and marketing or also as a platform for learning. So at the moment, our website is, as you said, it's just to present ourselves for marketing um, purposes. And um, the platform that we're programming or that we would like to have someone program for us, this is obviously not a website. So it's a real uh, platform where you have a, um, a file, you log in, you have a dashboard, you work on all your stuff, you can connect with others. So it's much more mm -hmm. than what we could do with any of the tools available. But we just tried to create some kind of, let's say, MVP with our own means. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And... Um, because we thought, okay, we really need to test if actually people yeah. would be interested in that. And when we first communicated, um, we had we didn't even do any kind of um, Google AdWords or ads or something. And um, when we communicated in January that, hey, uh, we are looking for beta testers, we had more than 100 signups for that. And I mean, this was, I mean, we hoped that people would be interested but we really didn't expect from one or two social media posts that so many women would actually yeah. sign up for it and this so is thought, amazing yeah we thought oh my god like <laughs> yeah and um this is why we just had to come up with a let's say a quick solution to just um enable these uh women to to get started and and to work with us and 
and to I think also to learn from them like I um, having this MVP version really helped us um, to um, understand our customers our potential future customers even more because um, on the one hand side as I said Claire and I we are aspiring female entrepreneurs or today we're female entrepreneurs ourselves and um, we have been through the same struggles as the women we want to help and we sometimes still face the same struggles so um, there's certainly um, uh, this kind of yeah um, thing that we actually know on the one side that what what yeah. our um, users need but at the same side like everyone's different and it's been so interesting to work with all those women already on like this MVP version and to understand what um, other women are struggling with and um, yeah and it's it's it was a great way for us to really stay close to um, our target group and, to and, not and you have a field experience you have a field experience because you passed by the same steps I guess also exactly. to set up your own thing yeah, yeah. So, so who is this target group specifically uh, I'm curious because uh, um, wondering if they are like an er, er, early stage or already have some sort of business but they don't know how to do it uh, completely who usually uh, do you work with or who reaches out to you? So uh, we work with women um, between, let's say, 25 and 40. This is just an, an age group that, that we defined because we thought this is really the moment where most people um, seriously think about founding um, a business. And um, it's women all across Europe. I mean, obviously, we can't target all the countries at the same time. So we are starting with the German and the French market. I mean, this is the easiest for us. We, both, we live in these countries and we both speak both languages, which is easier than also with, uh, you know, the whole communication. And um, it's the two markets and cultures that we know best so far. Um, and uh, so the women we're targeting, they can't speak English because everything we do is in English. We try to target them in their um, in their own languages, like all the ads that we are doing in, in the German, for example, or, German or yeah. in French. But then the mm. the program itself and the website are in English because yeah, at the moment it would be you know we are two people we can't translate everything in fifteen languages or something. Yeah. Um, and um, maybe you asked about like what kind of stage um, the women were Also, working. also, but but what Claire said was quite interesting as well. This morning I came across a, um, a post on LinkedIn um, that shows actually the ranking of how many women, uh, the increase in women entrepreneurial activities. And in France, apparently, it's the highest in Europe, 73% from... Um, and then Taiwan, Indonesia, and then there's Germany come in a little bit somewhere in the middle, which is surprising, like as being uh, one of the uh, strongest economies in Europe, largest national economy in Europe, actually. So that's why I was wondering who they are, where they come from, but also what stage they are, which I guess you were going to, to tell me about right now, Victoria, right? Um, yeah, so um, basically the stage they're in, um, most of them, um, they have a business idea and they maybe have given a bit of thought to it, but they haven't like come very far, they need it because maybe they need more structure, more guidance um, and um, they maybe mm. were lacking um, 
someone yeah to 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 brainstorm with to just kind of give them a bit of direction and then we also have already worked with women who have already started like to um uh do the first steps but they feel like oh well, maybe i just have to review the base again maybe this is not going in the direction i was hoping um it would go to but um i would say we that's why we actually see consider ourselves as a pre-incubator um, mm -hmm. as we really transform the business ideas or we help transform the business ideas into pitch perfect business cases. So mm -hmm. someone who has already started their business, um, I think this is more like, um, they're more likely to find what they are looking for at, a, at an incubator that takes businesses at a later stage. Exactly. Yeah. And who do they turn to? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. What you said about... Um, the increase of female entrepreneurs, let's say in, in France, um, I mean, this could be due to uh, national programs that exist, or for example, uh, flagship mm. uh, places like uh, Station F, who really promote um, entrepreneurship. But um, um, yeah, like we can't say anything about um, about this increase or, or what, because you asked about the, um, the stage of these women, we don't know. But concerning our target group, we really want to work with women at the beginning of their thought, okay, I really, I have a cool idea. I really would like to um, go mm -hmm. further with that idea. So this is the stage we, we are the most useful to them. Yeah, I see. And so um, uh, this uh, Station F, um, could you tell me a little more about it? What is it? What, what happens specifically in the Station F? Um, yeah, so Station F is actually the world's biggest startup incubator. There are more than a thousand startups um, uh, within yeah, this uh, big incubator in Paris. Um, it's a super exciting place and we are very, very, very happy that we can be part of it um, uh, because we are surrounded by many other entrepreneurs. They have um, various different um, incubator programs. Um, we are in their in one of their two in-house programs. We're in their founders program, which is great because it's really um, the made by the Station F team, and it's for early stage startups, just like our startup. And um, the principle is to you you come there and you have your place where you can work. Um, it's a huge place. It's actually like an airport. Like it yeah. turns feels it's oh, super really? modern. Um, it's very uh, international. Um, there's a lot of like people from abroad. I mean, with COVID, unfortunately, there are quite a lot of people stuck abroad as well who can't come to Station F at the moment. But it's one of the most international places in Paris I know. Um, mm -hmm. And we're surrounded by many other entrepreneurs. And honestly, like, Every day, like I'm there full time. Claire comes and joins me there as often as she can, and every every day I'm there, I meet someone um, interesting, have coffee with someone who um, talks to me about this new solution or something they thought of that could be relevant to business and vice versa. Um, so it's all about like exchange between entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and their philosophy is that you, as entrepreneurs, actually. Um, the best way is to learn from each other because we all face the same challenges um, pretty much, even if we have like different um, uh, startups, different business models. But um, at some point we all have to get money. We all have to think of um, marketing, getting customers. Um, and um, this is something that um, that is a great environment to yeah exchange about yeah. all these topics with. And then you have... Um, everything you need at your um, fingertips in order to start your business. You have, for example, um, uh, you have the... Um, you have 30 um, venture capitals, you have yeah. 40 startup programs like incubators. 
there are national programs, um, for example. I guess like mentors to mentors, mentors and people. Yeah, yeah um, office hours, events. And, yeah, and you just have to, um, I mean, it's up to the entrepreneurs to make this experience at Station F a, a special one. Like, you have everything that you need, you just have to take it and to take the initiative and the opportunity to just... Um, yeah, make the most of it. And this is really cool because that way everyone is free um, and you have this really special network. And I really like that, that we don't have to, um, you know, follow some kind of yeah schedule. It's not like in school or something. No, it's not, not you... like when you're studying, like it's, uh, yeah. you have the freedom to operate and to take everything that they offer. And uh, what I really like is that you have to be active to stay in that community. They have some kind of gamification. Yeah. And uh, this is something really cool because then, um, yeah, I mean, the more active you are, the more you are rewarded kind of. And mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's something that I, I th it's a, such a cool idea. Too. Yeah. yeah. Very attractive, obviously, I guess. Yeah. So uh, normally, uh, if you were not there, like who do they turn to when they need help? I mean, here the the other f the people who wants to start a business. Is there like governmental uh, organizations? Uh, do they turn to asking questions? I don't know on a group on Facebook. How do they usually do it? You mean women? I didn't hear the beginning yeah. of the question. Yeah, yeah the, the people who want to start a business in general. Yeah. Who, who do they turn to normally if you were not there for them? If they didn't, if you don't, you're not exposed to them. Well, in in every city, um, like in every larger city, and especially the capitals, there are mm. a few um, national um, offices. I mean, not national, but from the city, for example, you have. Um, um, for example, let's say Munich, because you're also based in Munich, they have the IHK, so it's um, Industrie und Handelskammer, and they offer yeah. some kind of office hours, but there, and there are some, these, there, these things exist in every city, but um, I think what we offer is very different from that. I mean, it's cool to get started, but it's not very specific for women, it's not very specific on the Business, business idea yeah, exactly personalized. and also um, it's a really good um, place to go for all the bureaucratic things yeah mm -hmm. because we can um, share our experience with the way that we went with all the um, programs that we went through but um, for now we really want to focus on turning a, a business idea into something great instead of focusing on the bureaucratic side of it because if we want to be everywhere in Europe, we can't, you know, um, can't look into the bureaucratics of all these countries. And this is um, a work that everyone has to do on their own to really understand how the system works as well. But um, so, yeah, there are some um, helps from the cities and the national um, programs. Then there are business coaches, maybe. Uh, but yeah, much more expensive than our solution, obviously. Mm. And um and maybe not having the same uh, field experience uh, like you do. And um, yeah, not the same approach, right? The approach is probably different, more personalized. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the, the thing is what we do is that we really, um, we're tackling like one of, for us, the main issues, which is um, 
rather psychological, which is like a lack of um, confidence in confidence. the own skills, which is something that we really want to focus on. Um, we're doing it now already in our MVP version, but we're going to do it much more in our automated version. Um, and um, we're going to work with like real psychologists um, who, who are going to help us develop a concept that um, stands out and which is really targeted to women and um, which is not a one-size-fits-it-all approach but something that's um, personalized and accessible from everywhere because Claire said it like a lot of their offers of course there are accelerator programs there are networks there are um, places where you can go in larger cities um, if you want to get help in um, starting your own business but the problem is we don't all live in big cities and um, we for example we have a lot of women who we are already helping start their own business who are um, moms uh, with uh, small children sometimes they're single moms it's impossible for them to go to um, networking events in the evenings all the time uh, especially if they don't live in big cities um, mm -hmm. and um, and that's also something which we want to which we want to tackle we don't want women who have not access to all those great programs to feel left out and to feel like they um, they have no possibility to develop their business idea, especially in today's online world. And so many people also have business ideas around which can be launched online. So you can build a business everywhere in this world, but sometimes you don't have access to all those local offers. And that's why we also want to give an, a digital solution that is accessible to everyone from everywhere and which also from a price point is way more accessible than let's say like uh, expensive business coachings that exist um uh well in, in tons and tons of at the moment mm. yeah, it makes total sense i mean the psychological points is very important as well as uh, uh i completely understand the part of the bureaucracy like uh, the, the the steps you need to do to open a business like for me being new here in germany um there's a lot of things for me to understand like try to understand to set up a uh like a, even not even a the full game BH, but rather the you know the small entity version yeah. and when i asked uh, people who live here who are from here who speaks the language they also told me it's very complicated even for them mm -hmm. yeah. so we don't want to like get slowed down by this but focus actually on developing our skills i guess and improving the areas where we can uh improve and psychology is, is very important as well this is something also i work with but so a question i had in mind is if we can break down a little bit of that psychology point here and see what is it specifically i mean you mentioned confidence um uh lacking let's say the the tools and like the mental mindset side of things uh what is it that you think um can enable that confidence to come is it something that has to come from school from home from um like later later on in adulthood and how would you enable that what would you suggest well um we really believe that in general um what would help increase the confidence of women to hey i can do that you know it's just all about that um, it would be to have more role models, role models that you know from a kid's age. Um, for example, um, I mean, it's very cliche, but it's, it's still a reality. Um, 
kids would would think that um, pilots are men and nurses are women, mm. for example. Mm. Mm. And um, I think if we have uh, more role models of really successful female entrepreneurs, then the idea of becoming an entrepreneur or a businesswoman or boss or however a kid would um, would see a job like that or would describe it in his own words. Um, the more of, of these women that we have, the more the easiest it will be or the more normal it will be to actually become uh, an entrepreneur or a boss themselves. And I think this is just something that we um, we have to make these numbers rise and these uh, role models rise so that even at a young age as a girl, you think, okay, well, this is, this is my aim. This is what I'm going to do. I don't want to be a teacher or a nurse. I mean, nothing against these professions. I'm just saying um, we want them to have the aspiration to do, yeah, to, to do anything they want, you know, to reach the stars. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's exactly what Claire said is exactly right. It's, it starts, it should start in an ideal world, it should start at a young age, it should start at schools. I think, I think it would be really helpful that if you, I, I remember me in my school, we had like kind of like, orientation days when it came to oh maybe one day what, what are you going to study what do you want to become and it was just so not helpful and I think what would have been great would, would have been to invite different people um, with uh, different experiences and like various experiences like women female maybe entrepreneurs women who are engineers um, men who are like in an artistic field I don't know what just to show a variety of people to those young people at school um, uh, in order to realize that hey wow I can be a woman I can be feminine um, I can look after myself I can be maybe um, not completely um, bad as and aggressive uh, as a guy and I can still be like a really cool engineer or I can become like a great entrepreneur um, because I see that it is possible um, there's this saying which we love with Claire it's called um, you can't be what you can't see and I think mm -hmm. this sums it up really well. Um, and this is something that I hope will maybe start more and more that maybe with us, we try to promote as many female entrepreneurs as we can on our social channels, just to show that, hey girls, it's possible. Um, because usually when you look at, um, yeah, at the entrepreneurial scene, even at Session F, it's very male dominated and you can quickly think that oh wow like i think there are not even 20 percent female entrepreneurs now i'm not sure about the numbers but we're talking about germany no, no we're talking station about um, at station f for example ah, right. you can see it there and it's um and uh and uh then again what what i also want to say is that with BizNet, we don't want to be like an anti-male um oh, platform no, or network not. um we, we actually men. <laughs> yeah um, well depends on the man but um <laughs> What we, what I want to say is that uh, I think that um, we, we really consider you men as our allies. If you don't help us or if you're not in this with us, like we're not going anywhere. Like um, the more men are like kind of also behind our cause um, and are um, supporting also women in various fields and also in entrepreneurship, the better it is for us. And I think there's also a lot that we can learn from male entrepreneurs mm. um, when it comes to being bold, standing up for yourself. Um, we, you talked about like, how can we enhance confidence? So what we want to do with BizNet is we want to create kind of this cool 
female entrepreneur club um, where you really have the sense of belonging you belong to a community there are other women there you realize that wow i'm not on my own i'm not alone there are other women there who also are working hard to get their businesses started then um, we offer them um, pitch sessions um, where they can pitch together um, and i think this is also like having this you you build confidence little by little it doesn't start from one day to the other but when it comes to your business idea it's by feeling good about like your um, business pitch feeling good about the way you present things feeling good about the way that you know all your numbers that you know exactly what you're talking about you know your mark the market you're in you know all the market numbers that you're talking about um, and whoever challenges you you're able to give like a good answer and this is where we want to get to that um, we, we, we kind of mm -hmm. with our training and with also like the psychological methods that we're going to apply that we actually give this confidence to women when, once they have completed their time with Biznet. Um, so yeah, but um, once again, it's not a, a, against men in the contrary. And we're really it's not a competition, right? No, no, not at no. all. I mean, no. to be fair, I mean, yes, in life and in business, you have to be competitive. Otherwise, I mean, we're all like, we all have competition um, and uh, you have to get an, a competitive edge. You have to develop this as an entrepreneur. It's normal. Um, but I think it comes natural when you love your business idea and you're passionate about it. Um, you are going to get competitive because you want to get your business go ahead and you don't want to fall behind. Um, but um, what, I, what I can say and what, I, what was really surprising to me, and it's been now five years that I've been like working on the idea of Biznet, there are so many men um, who are friends of mine or not even, um, or who are people I just get to know and who are really behind this idea of Biznet. And um, it's really lovely to see that this like generation, like our generation, like Claire and I were both 30, and men our age and even older men, like, they're, um, they're behind this idea and it's, and it's great to see that and it's really encouraging and it um, yeah, gives me, I mean, we've also had like our fair share of like a criticism also from like older men um, mm -hmm. and that's fine and that's, um, that's okay and you have to go through it. But um, when I have to sum up my experience in the last five years talking about Biznet, I have to say like the support from men was was really really great which mm. makes me feel quite they positive. embrace the, the diversity and they really see themselves that actually in the ecosystem women are just um they are lacking women because it's uh, yeah. always good to work in mixed group and to have a yeah, yeah diverse ecosystem around you yeah. exactly that makes sense um so i had a question are you promoting entrepreneurship specifically so like somebody who is working as an employment normal employment and maybe thinking about being an entrepreneur would you promote that and put that uh, up front or would you um rather um wait for the people to come and say okay i really want to be an entrepreneur now i really have this idea i want to promote it so see my my point with the question are you promoting actually entrepreneurship and if so why um, so I think that, um, that there's, there's a problem today in our society, um, or in our generation maybe, that everyone thinks that they need to become an entrepreneur and that only being an entrepreneur is the right way. Um, I think I know a lot of people in my um, network who are employees. I've been an employee in the corporate world for a long time. Yeah, I never and Claire yeah. as well, exactly. And um, I never really thought of myself as an entrepreneur. It kind of just fell into my lap because I had this idea, and or maybe it didn't fall into my lap. It was always there, but I didn't realize it. Um, 
I think we definitely don't say, oh yeah, corporate jobs are really not for everyone needs to become an entrepreneur. Please no, that would be horrible if everyone became an entrepreneur. Um, but I guess what we promote is that if someone is carrying around a business idea for a long time, or they really are thinking, oh, I would like to do it, but they don't do it because of the wrong reasons, such as a lack of confidence in their own skills, or just the fear of taking risks, then we promote it actively. Then we say, hey, come take the risk. If you really can't stop thinking about it, if you really think that's like the, the way to go and there's just like wrong reasons holding you back, then we promote entrepreneurship because you've got to try. I mean, if you have, yeah, if you have like this passion project in your head and I've been carrying around my idea for five years, so I know what I'm talking about, um, then, then yes, then definitely go for it. But don't do it just because you hate your job and you think like, oh, um, entrepreneurship is the way to happiness and luck and success and money because it is not. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for a long really time it's cool not. Journey, but it's really exhausting also. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, well, let's let's dig into that a little bit. Like, so, what do you enjoy about entrepreneurship? Um, so, I think I can speak for both of us. So, um, we both really like the freedom that it gives us and the flexibility, and that um, we can just follow through with our own ideas. Um, I think in the past we both had. Um, I think we were lucky because we both always liked our jobs, but I think we didn't have the best bosses or mentors to be honest and it's really cool now to i mean obviously we make mistakes we don't have anyone to tell us what to do or to correct us but at least we can learn from ourselves we learn from our mistakes and um we can just decide what to do next it's really yeah uh, rewarding also mm -hmm. and um the whole uh, flexibility and, and choosing who to work with which project to focus on this is this is something really great. Like yeah. you, you can, and also you can just uh, follow your own purpose. Like it's not always given that you, your corporate job is um, aligned with your yeah, purpose or your value. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it just gives us more meaning. I would say. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, yeah completely. Mm. Beautiful. What about challenges then? So, what the part that you don't like about entrepreneurship, if there is anything? The parts that you said, like they're a little bit uh, hard sometimes, entrepreneurship. Yeah, well, um, I mean, to be fair, we work a lot. We work many hours. Sometimes we work on the weekends. And um, I guess as every business that starts, even if you get some, you know, financial help from, from funds that you applied for, etc. I mean, you need to pay your... Um, pay the bills, your apartment, yeah, your bills, etc. Yeah. So we work also both on the side and um, yeah, it's just a lot of work. And it's interesting to say we feel more free and more flexible, even though we work so much more than before when mm. we were in corporate jobs. It's so uh, contradictory, but it's, yeah. Funny that we still um, feel that flexibility. And so I would say the downside is um, definitely that you have less vacation days, let's say, and um, yeah, that you work a lot also sometimes you're just not, you can't always plan so many months ahead. Yeah, there's but like an uncertainty which definitely comes into play as well. And you have to get comfortable with um, uncertainty, uncertainty, which exactly. is something that 
uncertainty for years in my life was never an issue. I always knew exactly, like with our studies for five years, we knew we would be there and there in this city and we would um, have our diploma in this year and then I would do this and this. Everything was planned, everything was certain. And uh, for the last two years, it's been like just full of uncertainty and it's something you definitely have to get used to especially when you're someone like me who likes to be in control who likes to plan um it can get super uncomfortable and that's the thing you're so much out of your comfort zone uh, which can be super challenging um but yeah but i think both claire and i we've grown way more than we have in the last six seven years mm. of our corporate and just one job actually in just one year which is so uh, which is amazing but i think we also get used to it so i think that um at some point i mean it's always comes in phases but i think that we kind of embrace it we know it's like that i mean also what's really cool is that we're both in it <laughs> yeah and this really helps but um <laughs> yeah i think we are getting used to it and we manage to work or to live with this uncertainty and we realize also the, that it's all about life balance. You know, the, I think when you're in a corporate job, everyone talks about work-life balance. I really don't feel that word anymore. It doesn't exist. It's, it feels like life balance because this job or the work we're doing, it's such an important part of our life. So yeah. it's just about it's, balancing that with all the uncertainty, etc., that comes with it yeah and i think it's it also like it's it's challenging but then again if it's your baby um things change i mean i guess i, I mean we are not moms yet claire and i but i think what i heard from um friends who have babies it's just your baby just becomes your complete priority you um it's okay to not sleep for um days because the yeah your focus changed completely and priorities are, are, exactly. are towards that yeah. exactly. so that's why i don't necessarily believe in the work-life balance thing i think it's more rather a matter of priority where you put in yeah. uh your energy to and mm. that's there that's where um, things go and flow exactly yeah exactly i really feel that it's more about life balance <laughs> yeah and so uh, did you ever like wanted to um, quit or something like uh, feeling very unmotivated what i'm specifically here interested in is like how do you um keep the motivation high because i think there could be a, a nice message there for uh, the i guess the people that listen to you that knows you and also wanting to start a business or start a business and feel unmotivated sometimes. So how do you keep the motivation up? How do you keep your eyes on, on the prize? Um, I think what, like maybe to answer your first question, if, if we ever wanted to give up, um, I think, yes, of, I mean, entrepreneurship is like a roller coaster. You have the biggest highs, you have the lowest lows. It's, it's just like this. And I think it's almost like this for everyone who goes on this journey. Um, and it's exciting, but it can also be sometimes really frustrating. Like we had like a couple of weeks, three weeks where we got like crushing negative feedback. We had applied for like different grants and funds and stuff. And we got so much bad feedback. And at the end of the day, when you get this feedback and you put so much work into it and it's your baby, it's your passion and you get like comments back. Like we literally got comments like no one needs your solution. Who needs that? Women um, have enough help already. And you're like, really? So please explain to me why in um, the founders world, like in there, there's a huge discrepancy between male and female founders. Mm. But I mean, this is something that um, in the moment when you get this negative feedback, you sometimes you're just like being crushed by it. And it takes a moment to kind of like to um, regain your, your, your energy and to yeah be 
not want to give it all up but I think we've never been so far and no. I think I speak to us yeah. and we were like oh no I want to give it all up because um yeah because we believe in this project and um that's the thing I think how do you keep stay motivated when you're feeling low I think for me personally it's always I think of the why why am I doing it and this is why it's so great that um we already have the chance to work with women although we don't have our platform yet which is like still in progress um because they are my why um and mm -hmm. it makes me the happiest when I spent an hour with like one of the women that we're, um, uh, uh, that we're accompanying with our um, uh, um, uh, guide at the moment with our program. Um, and, uh, and I spent an hour with them and I have a feeling that I really help make a difference. And they feel like a lot of things they were maybe feeling unconscious about or were not sure about, it's not, things kind of fall into place for them and things just click. And to know that I contribute to this and then I helped enable yeah, um, get certain things part of the business and of their dream come through. True. I think this is something that gives me the biggest motivation. So I guess at the end of the day, it all comes down to always remembering like why you're doing it, what is the purpose behind it, like um, and mm -hmm. then in the beginning on to be in it for the right reasons. If you're doing it to earn money and fame, I can tell you. Um, it's going to be tough to stay motivated because mm. in the beginning you won't have a lot of fame. You won't definitely won't have that much money. I mean, <laughs> it's really rare that you like go through the roof in the first few months. Often it takes ages. Like there's so many entrepreneurs. Years sometimes. Yeah, mm. years. Like Airbnb, I think they didn't really have a breakthrough for like five, five years. Yeah. Uh, some others struggle for like six, seven, eight years until they like go through a roof. So if you're in there for money and fame, I think um, you have to rethink your purpose. But if you're in it because you really think, wow, this is something I believe in. This makes me happy. This is my purpose. I think you will find your motivation no matter which low you're going through. Yeah, I think mm. so. It is true, like purpose and uh, mission statement and uh, all this has to be the ground foundation for for everything so to to be able to stay focused and remind ourselves why we do what we do and why where where are we going with it yeah. right so um how did you how did you the two of you meet i know that claire and i we met in the breath work um july i think when i just moved in here but you said that you know each other already for a while Exactly. So um, actually, we met uh, 10 years ago um, in Berlin when we were studying together. And um, we studied in Berlin and Paris. It was a five-year program between two um, universities in, in, in Berlin and Paris. So we've been together for five years almost every day, I would mm -hmm. say. And uh, wow. after, yeah, when we both started working, we always um, visited each other. Um, as often as we could, we are on the phone every second day. So yeah. I don't know. And we have always been very close. And um, also during university, we had already a few projects together where we worked together. So we just knew it would be a good match. I mean, yeah, it, it was really... I, I'm wondering actually why we didn't come up with this idea a bit earlier yeah. to just start something together. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, timing. I think so the timing has to be right. And now timing was perfect. I had to quit my job. Yeah. Um, you I, had also... Yeah. I decided you, to you decided my, to my thing. Exactly. I think what, what maybe holds us back is that, well, Claire and I, 
I we really were best friends. Um, and uh, we've been best friends for 10 years, um, almost. And uh, I think it's, for us, it was also a very big step in the end to work together because we didn't know, like we did not want to this to impact our friendship. And um, we were really worried maybe a little bit as well that this could maybe yeah, become a strain for our friendship and um, it's been, but at the same time we've, we went to business school together and we had like, we worked on projects together in the past and we knew that this worked well and we're um, really, I would say we're, we're, we're quite easygoing as well. So we're not like getting into bitchy fights um, um, no. all the time, which helps a lot. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so it's actually really wonderful that this worked out as it did so far and now it's been, well, it's not been a year yet that we've worked together, but it's been um, almost nine months. And I think it's, um, yeah, and I think we, we definitely um, can say that we're happy that we made this decision. Yeah, definitely. Nice, beautiful. So you, you Victoria, uh, you sound like you have a British accent. Are you English? Oh, no, not at all. No? But I, um, I used to live in London for a few years. I think that's how. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but, so you're German. I'm so my dad is German. I grew up in Germany, and my mom is actually Estonian. And um, oh, okay. she's growing up um, only speaking Estonian to me. So mm. I'm German Estonian, basically. Right. Okay. So when growing up, who did you look up to? I mean, we talked in the beginning about like the role models mm. and um, the, the the importance of um, having young kids, like both men and women, especially women in this case, looking up to people who have. Um, um, or like successful in some way, pursuing things that they are passionate about. Um, Did you have any specific role models? Was it like in family? Was it in TV? Was it in books? Um, I would say that I, I definitely, um, I've been raised in a family of strong women and strong men, um, which is great. I love my family, both sides. Um, and um, women, I would say, well, I have um, my mom who was Estonian and she came to Germany um, when she was like in her early 20s and she's actually a musician and um she wasn't this like in germany in this foreign country and she built up her own music school so she was like self-employed when we were small and um uh and she i think she handled it also well like all the things like you know you know how it is you come to another country and then you have to set up a business and it's it can be really confusing sometimes even to the people who are actually originally from the country. And I think she managed to do this really well. And um, I mean, she didn't build a startup, but she was self-employed. She did her own business and she did her own numbers and she did this for years and she was super successful with what she did. She's also really talented. So I think this, this also worked in her favor. Um, and then her mom and my dad's mom, so my two grandmas, they're also really strong characters. They were both journalists, um, both really curious by nature. Um, they taught me a lot about this world, about like being a woman in this world. And I think having those strong women in, yeah, when growing up, I kind of think I, and then also having a dad who's a feminist who uh, supported my also business from day one, um, really helped me to grow into the woman I am today. Nice. And you, Claire? Um, so um, my dad is also German and um, my mom is French and I grew up in Germany as well. I was in a French school and like Victoria's mom talked to an Estonian, my mom only talked to me in, in French. And um, yeah, and I just continued this 
French and German pa uh, path with our um, studies and um, yeah, and like Victoria also, I'm really lucky to have a really uh, good um, family with very strong women around me who always, I don't know, they, I, I didn't, I never had that many doubts about the stuff I did because I don't know, I always felt empowered enough to do them. Having a really um, strong grandma who also moved abroad. I mean, it was only Switzerland, but I guess also in the years where she did it, it was quite, um, uh, quite a journey for a woman to move on on her own somewhere else also she never um um yeah she always uh, worked on her own she never she was never married so um she was working in a foster home for kids and managing this whole foster home and then um my mom who was a teacher is a teacher no was a teacher i mean she's still alive but she's just not working anymore and uh, she lived in um in turkey and in um, in the UK and in France and work from everywhere and I don't know they just it, I guess it helps to have those people around showing you that you can just do what you what you want and also I have to name my sister who's um who did a PhD and who's working on her own for the last, I think already 10 years and who's always been in a very male dominated industry as a consultant. And yeah, she definitely also influenced, um, worked, influenced me and worked as a mentor in the, in the past years for me. Nice. Nice. Okay. So it seems like you had quite good um, uh, role models, so like influence around you uh, yeah. while growing up. Did, do you know like what you wanted to be when you were a little girl? Um, I don't know, Claire or Victoria? I had many, many ideas. It always changed. Like, <laughs> For example? I wanted to be a veterinary, as yeah, I guess my yeah. <laughs> And I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I don't know why, but at some point I wanted to be a firefighter and oh, wow. <laughs> then I wanted to be a dentist, but this was like, I guess the, the early years of my life until I was 15. It's <laughs> 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 crazy. How about you? Uh, that bad as you, because, <laughs> of course, because yeah, every, every uh, girl seems to want to become a vet. Um, but um, yeah, I wanted to become, I also had different things. Um, I, for, for quite a while, I wanted to become a lawyer because I was really into like, oh, we have to fight for our rights. And um, I was, I really hated when things were not right. And maybe this is now why I also ended up doing Biznet because it's also kind of a fight for equality mm -hmm. or helping um, people, yeah, um, get to where they want to get. Um, then for, then I wanted to become a pilot really yeah i don't know interesting for, for a year, yeah yeah <laughs> um for a year and then for many years then i um wanted to become an actress i love the theater i love acting an actress wow yeah and i was really and this was like some one of the profession that i would have maybe really chosen if i hadn't taken a year off after school and uh, hadn't thought about what it really is i want to do and i decided against acting um pursuing an acting career and i decided to go to business school instead took like the more um conservative way route but i think but then i always uh, did acting on the side and i think it worked really well for me i think um it's um it was a good decision but yeah acting was like something that i definitely um thought i would maybe end up in one day 
Not too late. Never too late. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the theater. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it on the side, exactly, but it's not on a professional no. level. No. Uh -huh. uh, that's how it starts. Interest to passion, passion to work, maybe. Work slash passion. Yeah. Um, you know, Claire, Victoria is not leaving me to do her actress career now. <laughs> this is not an option anymore. No. <laughs> Hollywood is for retirement years. Exactly, exactly. Now she's staying with me. <laughs> Yes. Well, I guess you can juggle a lot of things at the same time uh, when with priorities, I believe. Exactly. And Claire, Claire, I meant to ask you, like, did you return again to that breath work that we did together? And uh, is our cold bathing? Ah, yes, I returned. So I, I haven't been in Munich uh, that much in the past weeks, but um, when I'm there, I always try to go. Maybe I'll go next week, actually. Nice yeah. week. Okay, so maybe we meet there. Cold now. It's already October. Oh, yes. We have to be very brave. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it is cold right now. I did one last week with a friend, and it was really freezing. Six oh, in the morning, six fifteen. But so, talking about that, like, do do you have habits? What are your uh, routines, daily routines? Like, let's say morning routines. Well, you know what? Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt this one. Could you tell me about um, separately about? Um, like a normal day, how does it look like for you, including the morning routines, if you have any? Um, so, um, well, I would say I'm not that of an early bird, but I try to wake up early. Um, please don't ask me about the time, but early in my phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, I, like now for the past month, I really tried to, keep my uh, phone on, on flight mode for a few more hours after I wake up so that I really have time to start the day without any news, good or bad, from WhatsApp, LinkedIn, Instagram, and all these channels. I mean, I, I'm really, I don't know, drown in all these messages the whole day. So I try to have a quiet time in the morning and um, read a bit and uh, just have coffee and... Um, yeah, so just try to do something else and also plan the day. Sometimes I do it in the evening, sometimes I do it in the morning, but just really to have some kind of focus um, for the day. And um, yeah, I would say maybe this could be called as a routine in the morning. But um, for example, I can't do sports that early in the morning. I really like to do this in the afternoon or in the early evening when it's also still um, light outside and not that cold in the morning, but I really love to go for a run. Now in the summer, I always went for a run and a swim in the Isar, which is really cool. And um, yeah. Nice. Um, what about you, Victoria? Um, so I think I'm more of the early bird um, when it comes to carrying myself. Um, and uh, I actually love to work out in the mornings. Um, this is on ideal days. I mean, I guess, um, you know, it's, uh, it's good to have a routine, but sometimes I catch myself like hitting snooze as well and not getting up um, to, to go for, for, for a run as I had planned to. But if I can, I'm always happy when I do because um, running for me is actually a great way to generate new ideas. Um, BizNet was actually born um, in 2015 on a run. Um, a lot of ideas around BizNet have come to me when I was working out, when I was running. So if I can, I try to get a run into the morning, which I love. Um, 
I then when it comes to routines, I think as an entrepreneur, often you, that's the thing you can't, you don't really have a set routine because every day can be different. Mm -hmm. um, usually with, um, I like, I really like to go when I can and work at station F as much as I can, because it's such a privilege to be like, be there. Um, but at the moment we, because of COVID, we have to wear masks all day everywhere, which is normal, but it's sometimes a bit difficult when you do like video calls and um, Claire and I, we check in with each other every day and then we have the video calls um, with people. So in the mornings, I usually um, try and stay at home and do my video calls and just get a bit of time off the mask. <laughs> And uh, mm -hmm. in the afternoons, I yeah, I love to um, go to Station F and try to whenever I'm there to to meet someone. Maybe if it's just for a quick coffee, because I always think it's really refreshing and it gives me a lot. I, I what I'm missing actually when when it comes to entrepreneurship is um, like a, a team of various people. I always worked in big open spaces with lots of people and. Um, a lot of my co-workers, they became my friends and I'm really like, when I work, I love to communicate. I love to talk to people and make friends with them. And this is something that I've missed a lot. So I use Station F really to, yeah, um, connect with, with others, which is something that I'm missing. And um, yeah, and in the evenings, like ideally you, I don't know, meet friends or meet people from Station F, go for drinks, or then, um, and sometimes I'm just so tired that all I want to do is on the, be on the couch with my boyfriend and my cat. And um, that's a good day for me. Beautifulness. Do you have time to read? Um, yes, you have to. I think mm -hmm. if you don't what, have, what do time you usually to read? read? Sorry. What do you usually read? What 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 are your book recommendations? Also. Um, well, now um, I like to mix, so I like to read a few like self development things, but also a few fictional stories to just you know have a. Uh, let, so that I can just switch from one book to the other. And um, right now I'm uh, reading a Japanese book, which is called um, The Power of Being Disliked. I think this is actually a really... Um, Interesting title. Um, I don't know if it's the right uh, translation in, in English because I'm reading it in, in German, but um, I think it's just really good to uh, kind of analyze the people-pleasing... Um, habits that we have uh, in ourselves especially when starting your own business because you just have to you know not everyone will like you and it, that's fine but i guess this is something that especially women have to learn mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> this is why i'm reading that but on the side i'm reading right now a really good book which is called normal people um mm. it's a really by sally rooney, by right? sally rooney yeah. yeah and she's a really young author. i think she's our age or she's yeah. even younger she's 28 28 she's in her 20s, yeah and uh, she's an Irish author. So I really like to mix this fictional stuff and personal development books. And I think it's really important to have time to read and to develop yourself. Or some people really like to listen to podcasts. Um, mm. I mean, this is also a good, um, a good way to get new inspiration and, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. As an entrepreneur, there are so many great yeah. entrepreneur podcasts which yeah, can yeah. be inspiring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, bet, I bet a lot of people will be inspired by, by your story and what you've been telling in this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. We hope so. It would be, yeah, if we inspire someone, it would be great. I'm sure. Um, like I, I read it somewhere or saw it somewhere that like if you, the goal is like one person. If one person gets inspired, then you then you, you met the goal, you met, uh, you did your job, you did your good deed. 
Well, <laughs> if there's one person out there who listens to us and if you're inspired, then yeah, let us know. And we're really happy if we could make a change. <laughs> well, then tell us about what's coming up for, uh, for your business and also um, how do people can join if there's an event or something special or like a promotion? Um, uh, yeah, so um, what we are now really working on and what we want to launch um, definitely in the first quarter um, of next year is our platform, our automated platform, where we can actually give a good access to as many women as possible to our founders training, to lots of resources that um, you need um, to make it as a female entrepreneur and to make it in an organic and in a healthy way. Um, so this is coming and this is what we're preparing for now. Um, so we kind of have secured everything we need in order to get this started and to make our vision come through, come true, which is great. Um, in the meantime, um, we, as we said, we have this MVP version of our training, which is more of a personalized training um, where we already offer our um, program, but in a like semi-digital form. Um, so we have different plans on our website. If someone is interested to get help already now and to have a bit more like a coaching approach with Claire and myself, um, then uh, this is something that we can offer now. So when it comes to events, well, with COVID, it's dif difficult to actually um, organize any like big meetups and events at the moment. Like we're doing it at Station F, but it's more like a yeah, more private setting. But yeah, but definitely if people want to work with us, um, they can do so by going to our website and looking at the different plans we offer. And um, you were talking about promotion, right? Or yes, if you do have something like, I don't know if there's an event that you're promoting right now, or like just like you said now, maybe something digitally, some uh, offer that you would like um, to, to, to promote during this call. Yeah, so um, actually we wanted to offer a special discount for all your listeners, for all the listeners of this podcast. We wanted to offer 20% off um, our training. So we have three different plans on our website, as um, Victoria said, for our founders training. We can send you the link after the, the recording and also the promo code, and then you can just enter the promo code um, at the checkout and just get 20% off. I think um, yeah. this is what we can offer for now. And um, of course, you'll be informed as soon as we have any events coming up. We just had a hackathon. And yeah, as Victoria said, we do some female founders meetups um, at Station F at the moment. But um, yeah, as soon as COVID is also a bit more less uh, painful, I yeah. think um, we will definitely look into um, live events where women can connect um, yeah. But, um, and also if you, well, um, if you listeners, if you're interested in um, what we're up to, I think um, um, most of our communication um, is, um, is available on LinkedIn and on Instagram. So um, if you want to um, check in with us there, you'll definitely um, get up-to-date information about where we're at, what we're organizing. So, um, so yeah, these are like places like where we can touch base. I'll make sure to to put all the links in the promo and in, in the, the the conversations notes. Um, this was really interesting conversation. Good to see things from your own perspective, understand where you come from, and how you get to do what you're doing right now. I'm relatively new in uh, the country and um, positively surprised and impressed by the activities and what everyone is up to these days, and especially what you girls are doing. Um, I'm, and I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you again in person, both 
Claire, I guess, sooner since she lives here, like come in next week. When the Victoria is uh, in Munich, exactly. so that we can have a coffee together. This would be really cool. I would or love a vice beer. Yeah, vice yeah, beer. <laughs> 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 I'd love that. I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, so I guess next week already, Claire, you'll be here, right? Uh, next week I'll be back in Munich. Oh, yes. Okay. And I'll try right. to join the cold bedding. I mean, for me, <laughs> being somewhere at six forty-five is quite a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm so proud of but, you. Um, <laughs> and it's dark right now. It's really dark right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, making the time for this conversation. I really enjoyed it, and I'm sure a lot of people have enjoyed it a lot. I will put the show links, and um, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for the opportunity and for your questions. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. Ciao. Bye. That's it for today's conversation. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the key insights that we shared on this podcast interview. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you didn't subscribe yet and head to my website, thebodyandmindcoach.com slash blog to find exclusive articles about various personal and professional development topics. And finally, if you are an athlete or a business professional who's looking for help to advance your career and navigate through whatever challenges that you may be facing to win your game, or if you are a corporate organization who would like to offer their team a workplace well-being workshop, or if you are a sports team who's looking at unlocking their full potential, go to my website, thebodyandmindcoach.com, scroll to the bottom and hit the contact button and reach out. Thank you and enjoy your day. Thank you.